Hey, I'm Caleb, and this is Untitled, a show about everything and nothing. I'm here in Perth, Australia in these weird and crazy times, and thought I'd share a conversation I had with my brother about punk rock, theology, and Rakishi, R.I.P. the Great. Without further ado, here's episode one of Untitled. First of all, who are you? What do you do? And what have you been up to since the quarantine? Hey, man, my name is David. I am your older brother. Uh, Everybody calls me dude. Uh, I'm married and have uh, the coolest kid in the world named Rio. And I've just been hanging out at home. We still got a lot of church work to do since we've been streaming online and stuff. I work at a church here, our home church. But just been watching a lot of Survivor, uh, hanging out with my son, trying to take him on a walk. Or We've been skateboarding and riding bikes a lot. So it's been cool to spend time with him during this quarantine sick well thanks for hopping on for episode one we're going to be talking about theology and let's just get down to it you grew up pretty fundamentalist on the charismatic side of things yeah walk us through your journey in trying to unpack and wrestle with theology your faith yeah so i grew up super charismatic very fundamentalist pentecostal uh, people screaming in tongues. I have a vivid memory of this girl being carried out of our church because she was, uh, quote unquote, laughing in the spirit, being drunk in the spirit. So that's kind of how we grew up. Wasn't allowed to go to the movies. Uh, no secular music. Prom was out of the question. Uh, my, there's only Christian music, nothing else. It was a weird time to grow up. But honestly, Christian music is kind of like the pinnacle of creativity. I gotta go. Goodbye. <laughs> I don't know if you. I don't know if you were alive during this time, but when you used to go to the Christian records stores or like the Christian bookstores, they would have like things that would say, "Oh, do you like Green Day? Listen to this. Oh, do you like Christina Aguilera? You'll love this." Yeah, I do remember that. I do remember and that. That was really that funny. Was sick though. Because I was down. I I always like laugh at the thought that like regular bookstores secular bookstores have like oh you like relying k listen to green day (laughs) (laughs) like that's funny that's wild so we're nine years apart yeah and so you've battled with things far before i did um and that includes our faith Mm -hmm. i paved the way some would say you definitely paved the way you paid the price so that i could walk and liberalism um, but no, I mean, I think we talk about a lot and really throughout the last few years, um, in my own journey with theology and you've always been a really good soundboard. So with the backdrop of your childhood, your upbringing, when was the moments and when were there moments that you were like, this is weird. This doesn't seem biblical or were there ever moments like that? Always. <laughs> yeah. I, I jokingly said always, but I think always from a young age, I was real inquisitive, very like one of the worst things about who I am is that I want to like be, for lack of better terms, a middle finger to everything. Like, oh, everybody's doing this. I'm going to go the opposite way. And so like, I've always kind of been that way. So I just remember always being like, why can't I go to the movies? Like, how is Jesus going to love me less if I go to the movies or am I going to get demon possessed or like secular music the same way? And so I've always thought about these things because I wasn't allowed to do them. I obviously like pendulum swing. And so I went like I never did anything crazy, but 
just like always question and always doubt at those things. Uh, and so, yeah, always, always have question. I still question till this day. And then I went off to college and it was through just friends and professors and YouTube that I was able to get a grasp on why like God made sense to me. And uh, I had a lot of a lot of the questions that I had, right? I think we all wrestle with why am I here? Okay, why does God allow like suffering? That's probably one of the biggest questions that I think we face. And I was able to, in a logical, biblical way, get answers to some of these big questions that I always had, aside from just like, why can't I look at pornography and masturbate? Whoa, hey yo. <laughs> hey yo. That's <laughs> good, dude. No, okay, so. Okay, so you grow up in a very separatist, us versus them. We don't do that because there's sin Mm -hmm. or that's sin. We don't listen to that kind of music. We don't dress like that. We don't do that. But there was never a conversation. Uh, It's just, this is what we do. And, yeah. Like, girls couldn't wear jeans. Mm -hmm. Uh, You couldn't listen to this kind of music or do this kind of thing. Um, But, so that was your upbringing. Mm -hmm. And then you go off to college, right? And in college, it was still pretty conservative, but it was a Christian college, but it allowed you the freedom to wrestle with why the heck did we do that as I'm reading scripture? Well, I feel like I said I've always wrestled with those things. Actually, more than more than wrestled, I don't think wrestled was the right word. I think you always had this kind of like why mentality. And then when you had the framework, you began to wrestle where it was actually this doing the work of sure it is research of like if that makes sense so yeah um growing up you always were skeptical and then you kind of went off to uni and began to wrestle with your upbringing with mom and dad's view on things and and you talked about a pendulum swing and i think to just give people context both of our parents uh, specifically our dad grew up in a very abusive substance abusive household um yeah, our step grandpa right, was a heroin addict, super impoverished. Um, our mother grew up Catholic, was saved out of that. Um, kind of also not necessarily in poverty, but not on right the wealthiest side of things. And they both grew up in this black and white mentality of this was my life before Jesus, this is yeah. my life after Jesus. Um, and so the fact that they just celebrated 33 years of marriage, they've broken it's crazy. so many different. Yeah, it's it's like. An impossibility almost and so that's what you were talking about the pendulum swing but anyway going back you go to university you begin to wrestle with your faith mm-hmm. um and I've what what did with it. you're just a wrestler you might I'm be the ch- wrestler i think i'm rakishi <laughs> r.i.p bro <laughs> one one time i heard there was this there's this rumor that rakishi sat on somebody and that's why he got fired because they died <laughs> <laughs> Carlos Martinez we told podcast. me that. We should make a podcast just on the WWE theories like that Kane and Undertaker were born <laughs> in a graveyard. <laughs> uh, but yeah, wow. going back, I, I've always like had doubts and huge questions. And then like, uh, I remember I like love punk rock and Bad Religion is a really cool band. And they are like very atheist. And the lead singer is incredibly smart. He has like a PhD in zoology. And he would, a lot of their songs are just like, this is why the church is dumb. This is why God is dumb. This is why you can't believe in these things. And so like, I always really like their music. 
and they always challenged me in my faith. I remember getting a book. It's between a professor that is a Catholic and the leading of bad religion, and they're emailing back and forth these big questions. And I got it in high school just because I loved bad religion. So I always had this like yearning for answers bigger than, hey, you just got to pray. You, you just got to read your Bible. And so it was at university that I got, right? That's what university is for. You get around people that are asking these big questions. You got professors that are guiding you to kind of answer these things in a better way, especially when it comes to life and God. Uh, I went to a private Christian university. And so it was during these this time of like friendship and education that I was really able to wrestle with these things of why does God allow suffering? Why do I believe these things? Like I can't just like not go to the movies and Jesus loves me. Ooh, excuse me. And so, yeah, it was that being in an environment where I could get these questions answered because nobody was answering them for me and I couldn't find answers. I didn't want answers. And so, yeah, it was at college. College is a great place, but don't go because you'll get in debt. Um, but no, I think that's really cool what you just said um, about true punk rock and hardcore, not necessarily like the Sex Pistols, anarchism, but this like, hey, like we can sure. be intelligent and we should be educated and we should know things and why we don't believe in things or why we do believe in things. And so I think that's just really, really wild to while you're saying that, like I just had this image of you growing up in this very fundamental upbringing where it was this is what we do that's not what we do no conversation and you're listening and submerging your mind and screw everything yeah (laughs) screw everything like question everything not necessarily screw everything but question everything and then you get to university and you're able to these two things are kind of able to coexist and what was a watershed moment like for you sure yeah Yeah, so I'm asking all these questions. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I think you've seen it recently, but Elephant in the Room, these random videos with these pastors going at each other almost. uh, That's a big thing while I'm in college. Mark Driscoll's a big thing. Uh, And so like the reformed movement at that time was huge. And it was really those things that really started putting a framework uh, for a lack of better terms. Like Calvinism really helped me frame my mind around Jesus. Uh, and Calvinism, though I don't really consider myself a Calvinist, but for lack of better phrasing, really helped answer a lot of the questions that I had in a logical and in a biblical manner, right? Because growing up, my questions were just answered. Well, you got to pray. God will let you know. You'll feel peace. You'll do these things. And Calvinism was able to get my foot into a place or mind into a place where scripture was guiding my thought process, where these were logical answers to the things that I had and so that really helped put a framework to me but then also I remember reading Ephesians chapter 2 verses 1 through 10 right where it says that we are dead in our trespasses and it is only grace right and so like I remember like finally reading that and like I know the Bible but reading those verses and they just like punched me in the gut I remember like literally crying I was so frustrated and the only thing I could do was go run because I just thought that like, I don't listen. It's like, I don't do these things. I always felt bad for doing them. And then it was in that moment that I realized that like, there's nothing I could do. And it's only Jesus that could love me. And so it was like all these things building together. 
And so, yeah, I've, I've always questioned. I've always doubted. Being a Christian is really weird. <laughs> I think about that all the time. But I just can't leave it. It just makes so much sense to me. And uh, though I saw it weirdly growing up when I went off to college, like I was able to wrestle with these things in a safe place and an educated place that was able to give me answers to further um, believe what I believed and not walk away from it. Yeah, that's so beautiful. And um, yeah, I, I had my own bouts kind of similarly, but I kind of went a different direction, right? I didn't go to Calvinism, but I went to like liberation theology and universalism. Um, yeah, Rob Bell. And that's a different episode, but I, I just, he, his Bible book's great. It it's kind of weird. But anyway, so while you're saying this, I'm thinking like we're nine years apart. We went to school at wildly different times, um, but we both went through this process of stripping away, of wrestling, of right wrestling and questioning our faith and our upbringing and Christianity. Um, what would you say to young people, right, that are maybe in that process but don't feel like it's even worth uh, wrestling with, where it's like, man, this is maybe they're at, at not they're not at Christian schools, but they're at whatever school, and it's like you are bombarded, right, with so much information like you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it's like anything, right? Like you you want to learn more about the things you care about. And so like I was thinking about this earlier, like I'm wearing Jordan 1's royal royal ones and like I really like shoes. We grew up kind of poor so we couldn't have shoes like that and I always wanted the royal ones and the bread ones. And like why do you want them? Because Jordan started off this thing and Jordan was the best basketball player and Jordan wore him doing this and this and that. And so you learn the history of the shoe, you care about the shoe, <laughs> like like it isn't just a shoe anymore. And this the same is true about God, like I this isn't just something I want to wear or be or do. It isn't just a cool thing. Like I should want to know more about it. And not only that, like I think some of us are scared to answer some of the things we're facing with. Uh, and I think there's no better answer than the Bible and Jesus. And so, yeah, it is scary, right? Like I think about this too all the time. As human beings, we know that McDonald's we shouldn't be eating, but we all eat it anyway, right? Like the doctor doesn't need to tell us to stay away from it. We know not to eat it, but we eat it because it's good and it's cheap. And a lot of times that's how we are with our faith with God. We like to keep it good and cheap. And like, we know we shouldn't be eating it. We know we shouldn't be doing it, but we'd rather not go buy organic asparagus and grilled chicken and cook it ourselves and know how to do it and do this thing and then clean the dishes and do it. Like we don't want to do the hard work, but it is in the hard work where like our faith is really built where our hearts become healthy, like in a literal and a physical, spiritual way. And so like diving into not only theology, but a good, even just having a good sense of biblical literacy. Like I think beyond theology is being able to read the Bible and read it well. I think it's super important, especially to our faith. We can't just know uh, Jeremiah 29, 11 and John three sixteen. Like we have to know in our hearts that like, God gave us the Bible. It isn't just these instructions, but it is his literal words for us. And so like, if we don't do that, if we don't do that hard work of not just, right, most of us just want to listen to worship and then like read John three sixteen. but answering these hard questions, diving into these hard things, because here's a hard and beautiful truth. The closer we get to Jesus, the worse we seem. And so, like, most people don't want to do that. 
I don't want to see how terrible I really am. I don't want to see how ugly my heart really is. But it is in good theology and biblical, being biblically rooted well that that begins to happen. And I build a better and a truer foundation with Jesus. Okay, going back. You just said a bunch that applies to both people that are like find themselves as nominal Christians, right? That maybe follow these cool hip pastors on on Instagram or social media and get their like tidbit for the day, right? Their fortune cookie for the day. But it's also applicable, I think, to post-Christian settings. And the reality is like, if we don't, like, it's just funny to think, I guess the way I'm trying to say it is you have these highly educated people and then you have these kind of, like, they're kind of just nominal Christians, right? Um, and what you're saying is biblical literacy and sound doctrine and theology show us the crappiness of our hearts and the goodness of God. And that takes a lot of, lot of work. Uh, absolutely. E- even right like Paul, when he writes, he talks about our faith as a race, a marathon. And like, I don't know about you, but I can't even think about running 26 miles, <laughs> right? Like that is not an easy task. And so like the same is true of our walk with God. Like it can't like, it can't just be like it's super easy. Like we gotta put some work in. We got even Paul says like and continue to train at your righteousness. Like it isn't just a one day to the next. It isn't just this like cookie cutter like fortune cookie thing. It's something we gotta work at. And like uh, uh, I started this journey like ten years ago of like really understanding and getting better at this. And I'm. I, one of the things that I'm learning is I'm nowhere near close. I'm still growing. I'm still learning. I've walked away from some of the thoughts that have helped me get to where I'm at. Uh, but yeah, like it is a process. It is not an easy process at all. Like it really does suck to see how much we don't know and how much, how terrible we are, but what better way, right? Like, I mean, all of us, especially right. Most of your friends are going to be younger, 10 years younger than I am most likely, but we're willing to spend so much time on Netflix, on all these things. And like, hey, I'm there with you, man. I've probably watched more hours of Survivor in these last two weeks than I've done anything else this year. But if we don't even spend a moment of our time to try to grow in biblical literacy and getting some good framework in our theology and how we view God and he views us, I think we're going to like miss out on a lot of things. Like I like to think about it this way, right? I think all of us have doubts and questions and uh, you like talked about you're super liberal. And so if we don't build a framework, right, I, this is a, what really helped me. Uh, I'm a visual learner. And so like an astronaut, when he goes off to NASA, if he's not attached to his spaceship, like he's just going to float out into space and not know. And so like good theology, good biblical literacy grounds us so that whenever we are floating in the space of our thoughts, it's keeping us grounded so that we don't just float off. And then we're able to be empowered to shift culture really and different spaces and places that we couldn't go before. Yeah. Yeah. And we can come back and we're grounded, but we're still exploring new territories. We're looking at things that we didn't know before, but we're not just out in the open on our own. And so like one of the things that, right, like I'm, that's really helping me now as I've grown over the last 10 years is looking back at church history over the last 2000 years since it was established and seeing the things that they have done that we're maybe not even doing now that is so sad, 
but those are the things that are going to keep us grounded for the long run. Like the church for years has done communion. We should do communion. The church for years has met to read scripture. We should get together to read scripture. And so those are the things without getting too deep that keep us really grounded. It's like reading the Bible, being literate and knowing a good understanding of scripture that is going to keep us grounded. Wow. Wow. So just uh, landing the plane, I guess, right? We've, we've talked about a lot and covered a lot universalism calvinism biblical literacy um what are some practical resources and and steps right it can be i I just want to say this also really quick that you've said a lot that it's a hard really strenuous journey but it's one that's worth it it's one that as we grow in our understanding of our crappiness it's almost it's liberating because then i don't have to do then I don't have to be the hero because Christ already is. Yeah, like, I mean, we, while you were here, we were doing, we were working out together, right? We were going to CrossFit and like working out is the worst because you find out how unhealthy you are, how terrible you eat, how weak you are, how out of shape you are. But it is through that process of discipling your body, of disciplining your body, that you become healthier, you feel better. And the same is true in our spiritual walk. Like when we put in that work, like, we're saved, right? Like going into theology, biblical theology. Jesus has saved us. The Bible says that he is the author and the finisher of our faith. We're saved, but we also have to continue to do that work to get disciplined, to get in shape spiritually. And that is that work of uh, getting a good biblical literacy understanding and a framework theologically so that we don't just float off in space, so that we don't just become obese and overweight, but putting in that hard work here physically so that we can get a better reward spiritually when we get to heaven. And I think that that's worth it. What are some resources? Like where do people start? So here's three questions that I think everyone should ask, answer and ask themselves is number one, is the Bible that important? Right. Excuse me. Uh, Is the Bible, because that'll determine a lot of things. God gave us the Bible so that we can know how to love him and know him. And so if it isn't that important to you, if you're not reading it, if you're not diving into it, if you don't have a good basic biblical literacy, then that's going to mess up some of your Christian worldview. So I would answer the ask and answer the question, how important is the Bible to me? And then I'll just do two questions for the sake of time. And then did Jesus need to come die and resurrect in order for my life? And if he didn't, then that's a thing you need to battle with and wrestle with. So those are two big questions that I would ask myself, and I think they'll point you in the right direction. Now, actual resources. Uh, I think anything, Tim Keller's great. His book, uh, The Meaning of God, is so The Reason for God, I'm sorry, is so good, good, good. It's really going to help you be able to not only defend your faith to back it up, but it's going to answer a lot of the big questions you may have about God. I love that book. there's this thing called Theos U, and it's basically Netflix for theology. Uh, I would say that they have a different theological worldview than I do, but they're still so great. And they're going to point you to the Bible, which I think is super important. So I would check that out. And then for when all of this started for me, he was like my notorious B.I.G. Uh, John Piper has a lot of good resources on YouTube, Desiring God. He had one of my favorite things he has is look at the book where he's just going to look at the Bible and show you things. And then somebody that I'm getting really into right now is N.T. Wright. And he teaches a lot of historical worldview of scripture. And I think that that's super cool and super important. Yeah. And I think for me, 
Um, a book that really helped me was God Has a Name by John Mark Homer. Uh, it just gives a lot of, it, it takes the, the most quoted verse in the Bible by the Bible and unpacks from that perspective who God is from the definition from the Bible. So I think that's really cool. Um, anything John Mark Homer does is really awesome, I think. And then, yeah, anything by John Piper. I really also like the Gospel Coalition. That website's really cool. And the Bible Project, those videos, mm-hmm. uh, they're just short. Yeah, the Bible uh, Project is Yeah, great. anything the Bible Project puts out, it's really awesome, and it's all free. So I think that's really cool. Um, but, yeah, I think we're going to wrap it up. Is there anything quickly that you want to say before we wrap up Episode 1? Yeah. Uh, get a good biblical understanding of the Bible. I think that's super important. If you call yourself a Christian, right? We all know people that are Christian by name, but they're not really getting into their Bible. And I think it's super important to get in your Bible. Super important to understand it. Um, that, listen to hardcore. I think Turnstile is a great band to get into. And then lastly, eat really good pizza. I think pizza is a great way that Jesus came to be and love us. So good. Pizza's very good. Well, thanks for hopping on, man. Love you. Give Rio a big hug for me. Yeah, I love you, bud. Stay safe out there in Aussie. How about another shrimp on the Barbie, huh? Hey, thanks so much for listening to episode one of Untitled. I hope that this was a cool, insightful, and helpful conversation. If you liked it, leave a review. Share it with your homies. Tell the world. That'd be great. If not, all good. No worries. But tune in soon for episode two.